Welcome to Across the Line. On this episode, we go through all of your questions for the great Rob Gear. We posted on uh, our social media pages that he was going to be coming on, and there was a flood of questions, and we figured we separated as an entire episode on its own. We appreciate everybody who reached out and, and asked questions about his playing career, his coaching career, and sort of his memories uh, as being part of the Ascals for seven years. So we go through all of that in this episode. If you enjoy it, uh, and all the rest of the, the, the content that we provide here on the podcast, we sure do hope that you subscribe over on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy this episode. Okay, this one coming from um, um, Claro Manzano off of the Instagram. What was running through your head in your first international cap? Um, just, just super proud. Um, it, I, I, it was always about being able to represent my mom and my, my mum's side of the family, um, which meant a lot to me. Um, so... You know, standing there in the lineup when when the anthem's going off, it was just an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly proud moment. And it, but it's also again like being a footballer, there's an element of nerves with all that because you don't want to. You know, it's my, it's my first big game for the team. Um, I probably had a background that that before. Um, you know, I was probably the most experienced player at the time, at that point. Because um, obviously Neil hadn't played played at the championship or anything or the Premier League at that point, so there was a certain amount of expectation on me. So there's an element of nerves as well. It's just you know that that kind of that nervousness in your tummy, but but the overriding feeling was of huge amount of pride. Here's one from Ulrich Marks Studio Studio Montenegro. It's a long name. Um, <laughs> same as Kenneth Manlangit Man, uh, Madragon. Uh, they have a similar question. Who was the Ascal player you felt was the most difficult to defend? Oh, most difficult to defend against of an Ascal player, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil was always tricky, obviously. Um, you know, if he got half a yard, then he would... He, if you gave him half a yard, he would pro- probably hit the target. Angel was, was a handful. He's <laughs> physical, right? And... Angel was one of those guys that he was super physical. He had a trick, but it would, you'd get a little nick on the ball. It would come off his shin. And instead of going out for a throw, it would fall lovely into his path and he would just body you out of the way. He, had, he was that kind of a guy. Um, Jimmy, like from corners, Jimmy was always a danger from some set pieces. Um, goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, like the most, un- the- Angel would be the most m- the most unorthodox, which is which you never know what he's going to do. So it poses you a problem as a centre after how how do you deal with it? Angel Gerardo too, huh? Having a, a resurgence, uh, yeah, right. Back in the squad as well. Uh, interesting journey that he's had. Um, were there any players outside of the team of the Ascals that you recall, maybe that played for Singapore or any of the other teams that you went up against that stood out for you, like woof? That guy's a player. Um, well, I mean, like in in two thousand ten, you know, Juric had a Alexander Juric had a had a reputation. Um, yeah, just like everything that I hated playing against, he was he was big and physical. 
strong. So I knew, again, we talked about it earlier, I knew that I couldn't get around him, body him, had to think of a different way. Um, but you got, I mean, some of the players, the guys from Malaysia, some of the guys from um, Safi Sally, some of the guys from um, Vietnam, they just had a huge amount of quality and technical ability um, and they're quick, you know, so I was coming towards the end of my career. So when I joined like 2010, you know, I was coming towards the, not, you know, I certainly wasn't in my prime anymore, my peak physical fitness of, of how quick I was. Um, so yeah, a, a, any of those guys that they're, they're so sharp um, with, with it, like really, really strong technical capabilities. So um, the pace was always a was always a big issue that I had to I had to kind of find a, de- a way to deal with. Was there ever any consideration for you to jump into a Philippine team, like a Philippine club? Um, it there was a point that kind of crossed my mind. My my daughter was born in two thousand eleven, um, so. And obviously, my, my wife was pregnant, you know, building up to that, like throughout 2011. So it wasn't, it just wasn't really the right time for me to to leave her. Um, so, I mean, I spoke to a couple of people a few times. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was close to coming, but there were conversations that were had. But I just couldn't take myself away from, um, you know, the, the, a new family, essentially. Um so it was, yeah, even when I went out to the Maldives um, in the, the Challenge Cup, well, my son was born like a week before I, I flew out. Um, so he was born a week late. I think it was even like five days later. I, I was jumped on a plane to, to come out to Challenge Cup to the Maldives. And we were out there, obviously, all the way to the end of the competition. So... Yeah, it's my family is 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 everything to me. So I, I I would have really struggled to 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 go over at a time when it was all on the up. So while it was a consideration, I don't think it was ever a realistic realistic option for me to go full time over there anyway. Um, here's perhaps um, the most important of all the questions. This one's from Sheila Flamignano across the uh, over the Facebook page of Across the Line. Uh, what's your secrets for looking young, Daddy Rob? Is the question. Okay, cool. Uh, I still get <laughs> I, I still get ID'd going to going to buy alcohol at Waitrose. So, um, <laughs> well, I, I guess it's the I guess it's the Filipino genes. That's all it can be, right? That's all it can be. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not the English genes. Yeah, you you've put you posted a, a picture on your Twitter about like a, a ten year glow up or something like that. It was the, the picture was like twenty two years apart, and you look yeah. identical pretty much. It's, it's yeah. pretty impressive. I know all that all that surgery is working all right, mate. That's so we're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this was from Pancho uh, over the Facebook page. Um, this is a very interesting question. It might it might it might require a little bit of discussion actually. Um, what do you think it's going to take to make football a popular sport in the Philippines? I, I do think everything has to stem. I think the national team has a huge part to play in that. Um, I think, 
um, continued success for the national team has its part to play, but everything must come back to grassroots. It must come back to, you know, we must we must start planting the seeds for the for the younger generation, and you know, and we have to be patient with that. We have to be patient that their um, their love of the game continues to evolve as they get older and older. And then hopefully we should see that a little ways down the line. I mean, people like Chrissy and all the other academies that are doing great work, um, keeping these young kids involved. Um, Anton as well, driving the driving the love of the game um, is really important. We have to we have to get the the league sorted out. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm I'm a step removed from it all now, so I don't know all the ins and outs, what's going on with the league, but there needs to be a sustainable sustainable uh, professional league for sure I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be professional but there needs to be a sustainable league in my opinion um, but everything must come it must grow from the bottom up it has to it really has to and um, perhaps just hopping on onto that um, when you're looking down the road does at any point when you're when you're envisioning it does it does it lead back to the Philippines whether it's through coaching, getting involved through an academy, growing, touching up on grassroots, a professional team, the, the national team, does it lead back to the Philippines for you? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be lying to see if I was to say that, that having the opportunity to, to coach the national team one day was, was not a, was not a dream of mine. You know, if we're, if we're, if I'm brutally honest, um, I, you know, how that would ever come about and when that would ever come about, I don't know whether I'd be lucky enough to get that opportunity. I don't know. Um, but it would just be, it would be not closure, but I think it would be a nice kind of, um, another story arc, really, in my career. One that I would, I would, I would relish. Um, but you know, the guys, the guys that are working with the national team at the moment have had load of success and are doing a great job. Um, I'm really, really enjoying my work here in the Philipp um, in the Philippines, over in Reading at the moment. Um, you know, learning learning as we're going along and, and developing myself as a coach and, and my own philosophies and, and game models and all that kind of stuff is, is changing all the time and, and, and evolving. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's one day I would, I would love to have that opportunity. Um, just when it comes along, I, I'm sure when that would be. There was very little, um, I should say surprise that you went straight into coaching shortly after your career ended as a player. Um, even as a player, people, you would hear stories about, you know, um, reports that you were writing up or, uh, you know, certain briefs that you had on the, on the opposition. And everybody was sort of um, talking about your capability as a coach already. I, I know um, Chris would speak about this as well, that um, uh, it seemed that you were already taking the steps towards um, becoming a coach. And, and for, for some people, it seemed an inevitability that you would become part of the, the coaching staff of, of the Philippines at some point. So um, 
I'm sure it would be a welcome sight for a lot of people to see you somehow get involved, whether it's through a, a national uh, youth team or for the senior side for that matter. Yeah, like I say, it, it's I've got my I've got a great job at the moment, which I'm I'm really really enjoying. Um, the guys down at Reading are brilliant, and um, my my staff underneath me and the guys that I'm working with are just just a joy to work on. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I, when I first retired from the national team, like I always, I, there was never a point that I remember when I was a bit younger. I thought I'm never going into coaching. It didn't really interest me. Yeah. Um, but as kind of time went on, you know, you're right. I used to do some analysis stuff for the national team. I used to work for the national team. Um, uh, I used to do a load of analysis stuff and statistical reports and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, because the national team was such a major part of my life for six years and I've so much um, affiliation to everyone involved in it and, and, and the sport as a whole, you know, it would, like I say, it would be it would be a nice a nice chapter in in my career to to end up there in some capacity. But um, you know, that it's it's kind of like the guys know the guys at the top know where I am. They if they ever wanted to reach out, but um, yeah, I think everyone's doing a great job with the national team at the moment. It's unfortunate that this is you know the current situation has meant that um, the the June games have been postponed. Um, I was actually thinking of coming over in June um, to see the to see the qualifiers, um, and hoping to use it as a bit of um, a bit of a study camp as well to go and speak to a few people and go and see, you know, just to do a little bit more learning and things like that. So I'm sure I'll be out into the Philippines at, at some point within the next year and just. I'd love to catch an ASCO game and, and just to meet as many people as I can, really. We look forward to it. Hopefully, there will be some games to be had sometime this year. Um, Kevin Estrada and, and Justin Ray Leonard Mancho um, wanted to ask you about a particular player that you might be coaching uh, over at Reading. I'm not particularly familiar with her, but there's uh, a player by the name of Mayumi Pacheco. Is that correct? I'm not sure if she's oh, part of the senior squad. Yeah, she's part of the senior squad. Yeah, she plays for our. She's a. She's involved in England under twenty ones. Yeah. Ah, she is. All right. Um, they were asking if there's any possibility at all of her suiting up for the Malditas. So, so I'm assuming she's got Filipino blood. You know what? I didn't actually know that. Um, but I know that she's involved with England under twenty ones at the moment. She's, hmm. um. You know, she's obviously involved with our first team, so I don't know. I, I mean, you could ask the question, right? Yeah, <laughs> this might be the start of that <laughs> that career path for who knows. But uh, yeah, I mean, incredible stuff from Kevin Estrada to even know about Mayumi Pacheco. That's pretty impressive. Um, let me see here. Um, just asking if you're interested in the PFL, which I'd assume uh, if there was some stability, it would be something that you'd consider. Uh, but um, it's not looking that way at the moment. Um, if you were coaching the national team right now, this one's from John Kimbao. Theoretically, in an alternate universe, if you were the coach right now, who would be in your starting 11? Oh, wow. Do you rattle off names at now, or is that, is that tough? Yeah, no, that's a bit tough because... 
you know, like at the moment, I'm an armchair viewer. I'm a, yeah. you know, in order to in order for me to be, I'm a, I'm a fan. So, you know, my my um, my biases would lean towards the people that I know and that I, I've worked with before. So, and that's just unfair on people like Strauss, who I don't know. Um, and I know Chris speaks really highly of him. Um, so until you really get to know, until you get to know your squad, to, to be able to pick a, to pick an 11 would be, I would be doing it um, without enough knowledge, to be honest. So, yeah, but, um, yeah it, my, my, my bias would just be towards those ones, the, those guys that I've worked with and I know what they can, they can do, which is really unfair on the rest of the squad that are, that are playing there because I know that they're all um, you know super super talented players so um, yeah hopefully I'll get them to work with them one day and I can pick my own 11 eh? <laughs> 100% here one's uh, from Alvin Sarmiento actually he's a professional player uh, he's played for several clubs here in the Philippines and he's interested in, uh, in, in finding out what's the differences in playing in the Philippines and in English leagues not sure how much experience you have watching the Philippine League, but yeah, what, what would be your opinion on on um, well, I, the biggest? Yeah, I can't really I can't really speak for the league, but I mean I can speak on an in international terms. It's um, obviously well away from the pitch. It's the the heat, obviously. So that's a huge huge difference, and that's something that it, you know it does play a major a major part in in how one would prepare for games. Um, Football, football here in the UK is—I I, don't—it's I, not life, but it's—it's it's so ingrained in culture. Every aspect of, you know, it, now that there's no Premier League going on, it's people don't know what to do with themselves at the moment. On every street corner, there's a goal, there's a park, there's a goal where you can go and have a kick about. Um, it's on the back page of every paper every single day. There's pundit. Do you know what I mean? It is—it is—it's everywhere. It's all encompassing here. Um, in terms of in terms of style of play, I would have thought that it's probably a little bit more physical here. Um, in terms of um, yeah, like like in terms of body contact, um, maybe there might be a little bit more, a few more dark arts here in the UK, especially down in the lower leagues. Um, certain off the ball elements and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so it's 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 really hard. Excuse me, it's really hard to to pick differences. At the end of the day, football's football. Do you know what I mean? So there'll be undoubtedly there'll be teams here in the UK that are very very similar to how a how a Vietnam would play, you know, or a, how a how a how a, a Malaysia would play. Football's football. At the end of the day, it's two teams of eleven trying to score as many goals as they possibly can, essentially. Um, so. You know, there's there's always going to be crossover, and and I guess that's why we love it that there's so many different permutations for for every game we play. Yeah, this was from Angel de Luna over the Facebook page. You might have seen the episode about the Ascals eleven, right? Um, you don't have to run through an entire eleven, but he's asking about your best teammates um, that you've had. Actually, he's asking for club and national team level, but for, um, I suppose, relatability of the rest of the listeners. Um, let's, let's stick with the Ascals. Who would be the best uh, that you've played with? 
Um, wow, that's 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 tough because there's there's so many different. You know, there's. I mean, all, going through, I think Chris was probably pretty spot on. To be fair, with his with his selection. Um, yeah, some of the players that have that have gone through, gone through, like I've played with, been lucky enough to play with. Um, you know, and different players for different reasons. I, you know, I re- I got on really well, really, really well with Ray. Um, and he was one of those that kind of, you knew what you would get every single week with Ray. He, uh, he was just a really great friend to me as well. So I'm lucky enough to play with him. You've got Jerry Lucena. I think Chris has touched on, touched on his abilities before, but yeah, I mean, he's... What a player he was! Absolutely phenomenal player. Um, you know, if he'd have come to the come to the national team a little bit earlier, he's the kind of player that you probably would have um, you probably would have built your team around. To be honest, um, Shrocky does stuff with the football that I haven't seen other people do. Phil, I mean, I, you know, I could rattle off everyone. They've all got huge, huge qualities. Um, so I didn't envy you guys when you had to pick your all-time Ascals eleven. I was just pleased that I made it in there, which was which was <laughs> not. I, I don't and know who you are. And basically, and basically, you said I was right as well. Pretty, you got go through it. Neil and goal. You know what? When you mentioned Ray, I don't know if I picked Ray or did I pick Ray or did uh, I pick Sato? No, no, he didn't you make it. Yeah, yeah um, so yeah, but Ray was the one where he was pretty. It was a bit cut and. Yeah, cutthroat. Not not having him in the lineup that was that was a bit of a difficult one. But um... yeah, the, the tough one. I I don't know who I would pick. Like my centre half partner. That's a tough one as well. Even for me, having played with both of them. Yeah. Wani um, and Ali. Wani and Ali. Yeah. Um, me and me and Wani complemented each other really really well. Um, the balance of a righty and a lefty worked really nicely. Um, but Ali's Ali, man, right? It's um, Mr. Philippines. So, yeah, I don't know who I'd pick on that. I really don't know. Um, I think, they, they I think we picked that. Yeah, I thought pick, you picked Ali in the end, didn't we? You picked Ali. Yeah. Uh, Anton. Anton right back? Uh, you went Stoibler, didn't you? I think. I picked yeah. Stoibler. Uh, Stoibler, yeah, Stoibler. Uh, Jerry. Uh, I think myself and Shrocky, and then Phil, James, Chiefy, right? That's what we had. That's that was the yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I got. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that, mate. I'd agree with that as well. I'd agree with that. Yeah, so many good players, so many so difficult because you're you you've got an emotional link to to all of them in, in a certain way as well, right? So it's I didn't envy your task there at all, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a tough one. There's a question here about the little Ascals. Um, not too familiar with this, actually. Um, do you have an experience with the little Ascals? This one's coming. Yeah, from back in. Yeah, back in. Um, uh, like, like. Well, you're you're gathered now. My my recollection of years and stuff isn't great, but I. Um, <laughs> they were over here. Uh, they did a tour over here. Um, played. They they had a little camp, and. Um, yeah, I, I went and visited them and, and watched one of their games. I went to one of their training sessions and went to one of their games while they were over here. They, they had a training session over in um, at Loughborough, Loughborough University. 
and they played a game against Leicester City as well. So I came and was just said hey and um, met met the guys and yeah, it was great. It was really nice, really nice. Um, I think it was run by uh, Pru Life. I think they might have been the backers behind that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that project. Yeah. Um, this one is from Frederick Bauzon um, over the Facebook page. He's asking about the uh, the process of getting a UEFA license, uh, which I think we touched up on in the main interview. But um, Chris had quite a few uh, celebrity classmates. Did you have any while you were taking your uh, A license? Yeah. So the, the the course that we took as well was was, was aimed at um, either ex players or people that are involved in the game. So yeah, we had we had a, we had a few guys on there. Um, Brown was on there on my course. Gary O'Neill. Um, Brown, sorry, Brown. Yeah, yeah, Wes Brown from Man United. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan, so yeah, yeah. Wes Brown. I know him. Uh, there was a couple of couple of other guys there from that had done, you know, played kind of in the lower league. Well, I say lower leagues, like uh, League One Championship teams as well. So yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, it was cool. It's, it's really good. It's like just just a, it's a networking opportunity and just to talk football. Really, it was yeah. Everyone kind of knew the football world. Even though it, there's a lot of people involved in it, you'll always know someone that knows someone that knows someone. Do you know what I mean? So you're never too far away from from a connection from someone else. But um, yeah, there were there were quite a few quite a few Premier League players on on that little on my um on my course. All right. I think we've run through most of them. Um, Victor Prado wanted to let you know that the moment when you scored a goal against Indonesia in the Suzuki Cup in 2014 really stuck with him. Um, something about uh, the vibe and the smile of your celebration, I guess, stuck with him. Um, yeah. I didn't score many goals, so yeah, I remember that one. Played a 1-2 <laughs> with the post, so it was... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good photo, actually, because Chrissy. Chrissy comes close. I think it's Chrissy and Simo, Simone Rotter uh, are the first yeah. people on the scene. So, yeah, no, that was that was a nice. And all the I've got a picture with all the boys in the background as well, like Jimmy and and Size there as well. It's just yeah, nice moment really. I didn't score many. I didn't score many like Chrissy. I didn't score many important ones. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's your Twitter um, header, is it? I, yeah, I that's remember it. Seeing, That's the one. Yeah, the, 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 the expressions of the faces of the people in the in the warm-up area pretty priceless yes because everyone's so surprised that i actually scored that's why <laughs> <laughs> but wow that was that's a fantastic result against indonesia does it shock you that we still haven't gone on to to, to play in a final yeah in the suzuki cup yeah it does yeah, um that's... it does it, i mean it's just you know, it's not not through want of effort, right? So it's just it, it will happen eventually. It will happen eventually, but um, yeah, it is a bit of a surprise that we haven't managed to to get there quite yet. Yeah, but three out of four semis, not so bad. Uh, uh, not a bad run, but as we spoke about, there's that expectation now that you know it's like yeah, all right, of course we're in the semis, but now what what next, right? And I guess we're a victim of that own expectation now. Um, yeah, I think we've run through all of the, the questions. I, I mean, thank you to everybody who, who came out and asked 
over the Facebook page, on Instagram, even some on, on, on Twitter and over the forums. Um, we appreciate you guys reaching out. And if you guys have any suggestions on who you'd like to see next in the hot seat after Rob, please do let us know. You guys know the ways to do that. Um, as usual, if you guys enjoy the content that we provide on, on, on across the line, please do subscribe over on our YouTube, our Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's about it. Um, uh, Rob, anything else you'd like to say? No, guys, thanks for having me on. I think this might might be a two-parter again, like Neil's seems to have been. 100%. Definitely, <laughs> a long, definitely a long one. <laughs> Um, I've been I've been looking forward to coming on for a long time and I hoped I could have done it in studio. But um, no, thank you for taking the time to let me reminisce. It's 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 nice at times to be able to do that. So thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, mate, for coming on. Appreciate you being so um, insightful and uh, open and honest with uh, your accounts and recounts of uh, your ASCAL career. And uh, yeah, again, thank you, thank you for coming on, taking the time to speak to us. We really appreciate it. Nice one, Rob's here, folks. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your football Friday.